Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. So glad you're here because, of course, it is time for more of your listener questions. And the original team is back. That's right. Pam and Ricky join me today. And we tackle some questions from ideas for a solo Disneyland trip, where to eat, what to do. How about taking a baby for the very first time, a three-month-old, out to Alani? What kind of things do you have to think about for that kind of a vacation? Options for a family of six at Walt Disney World. And it's not just the big villas. There's more options than that. We have an epic trade proposal between Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando. And much more coming your way on today's podcast. Don't forget today's show always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. The agents over at the Magic for Less are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. Right now, we can help you plan those 2023 Disneyland packages. So if you're ready to go out to the West Coast, we're ready to help you. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And finally, a huge thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all this podcasting possible. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. Come on over Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2138 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com. And one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. As always, hope you're having an outstanding week, that it is very productive, and more importantly, that it's fun. You know what? Because they're, they're not mutually exclusive. You can have a very productive week, and every once in a while, you're allowed to squeeze in a little bit of fun. So remember that, teachers. I know it's back to school time, but how about telling your kids that in the classroom this year, that it's okay to be a good student and still have fun? You know, I tried to I, every once in a while. Now, you can't just have fun and not be a good student because I had the clowns. Right. And I was one of those kids in school. So I know because I was you know, I went to a private uh, church school for elementary school. I spent a lot of my time with my nose up against a circle that was drawn onto the chalkboard. Mike, go over to the chalkboard. They just draw a circle on the chalkboard. Your nose right there. I spent a lot of time there thinking about why I wouldn't shut up. So I know that. But hey, it's OK nowadays to be happy and productive and have a good time in the classroom and at work. So let's do that this week. But more importantly, let's answer some listener questions because that's why you're here. You're not here to hear me talk about stuff like that. And today we have the OG team back together. I'm so excited for today's show. Joining us today from the mouseforless.com, we have Ricky. Ricky, happy Wednesday. What's going on? Happy Wednesday. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad that Pam is back. Woo! Yay! I know. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a great week. So I'm, I'm just happy. I'm happy. I'm happy because this Friday, high school football kicks off Uh, here in Missouri and probably all around the country. Now this week, let me ask you about this, Ricky, because you, I'll give you a little test here this week. You're not allowed to play games. We have something called the high school jamboree. 
Do you know what the high school jamboree is? Because I'm excited for this. And this is only what the hardcore fans are into. It's the jamboree. What What is that? Let's ask you a question here. I mean, you keep focusing on the word jam, so I'm worried that it involves jam. I don't know. I have no I, idea. Well, you, you do get in. If you, bring, if you bring a canned good to the H, that is your admission. You can either pay a dollar to get into the game or canned goods for the local pantry. So you can bring jam or jelly, I guess, okay. too. Or you can bring really green beans, you know. Everybody yeah. gives green beans. Nobody wants green beans or, you know, peas. But I here, do. I know. That's, well, that's it's amazing because I used to run the food drive when I was an elementary school teacher and I was the student council sponsor with Pam. And yeah. the thing was, dude, we got so many peas because nobody would buy them, nobody ate them, you know? So I we, eat peas. I make darn good peas. <laughs> I love my peas. My peas are really good. And I mean, they're not healthy. They're not good for you, but they're good. So. So, so we had this, we always had the competition between the classes. I tell my sixth graders, I'm like, Okay, go across the street to Schnooks or Shop and Save and buy up all the ramen because it's cheap and it counts as yes. one unit, even though they're only oh like eight gosh. cents each. And I was like, buy the ramen. We'll count them as each. Each is one. I was like, and just buy peas. I was like, because we'll just kill it. And we used to win all the time. But anyway, back to what I was saying, the Jamboree is actually kind of a preseason scrimmage where three other schools are going to come to the H, Francis Hall, to our school, and you play like 15-minute scrimmages and rotate against the other three schools. You kind of run like a couple offensive sets, a couple defensive sets, and like we'll move around. Like we'll play to Smet for 15 minutes, McClure North for 15 minutes, and like uh, one other school I can't even remember. We're gonna Can beat you up see on my excitement? All. It's exciting. I mean, it's the kickoff of the season. It's, it's that time I'm, I'm here, excited man. that you're excited, Mike. I'm excited the, that you're excited. In the back of my head, I hear Phil Collins right now, like that song in the air tonight. It's like, I can feel it coming in the. I, That's me on Friday night in the stands, baby. I'm ready to go. Anyway, on to Pam. I'm so excited. Pam, Pam Forrester yeah. here. Yes, please move on to Pam. She's in football country, even though she's not a big football fan, but it's okay. It's in her blood still because she's there and she's back from space, which we're going to talk about on Friday. But today we're using her expertise to answer your listener questions. Pam Forrester, co owner of the Magic for Less Travel. Welcome back home, Pam. Glad to have you. Thank you. I returned from space. All is good. Um, it was a good journey. And I'll talk more about it on Friday. Um, but just a little teaser. It's awesome. So as if, as if there was any question about that. But no, it's awesome. And we are back to a new school year. And I just want to give a shout out to Hannah, who will be teaching well, for the foreseeable future, um, the next few years, um, her contract position at Hayne Elementary in Cranberry Township. So I know she's in her sweet spot. She got her dream position, which is third grade, um, which she loves because at third grade, they're not too old. They're not you know, too jerky, right? Yeah. Third grade. I mean, you gotta you have hit a, a little jerky yeah, period there in middle yeah. school, uh, right? Let's be honest. Yeah. We all were there. <laughs> we were kind of jerky and not so little that she spends her whole day doing classroom management. So um, yeah, it's, it's, she's really excited. She was in, in there getting her classroom already today. So um, I'm glad that she's uh, found the dream position that she wanted. So there's nothing better because, you know, I, I was in the same spot when I taught at Wedgwood. That was my dream school. Sixth grade was the grade I wanted to teach. And I taught with the dream team. These two ladies, Rosemary and Jane. And then, of course, Pam was on the team. So that worked out pretty well for me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing because I, I got exactly in the neighborhood I grew up in. You know, the, the grade I always wanted. It was just it was great. Like, I mean, I stayed after school. It was just I loved it. Like, it 
it, it's funny because then you're bought in and I just want to you know, shout out to all the teachers and the students, you know, yeah, that's a great thing about education is you get a fresh start every year. I love that for sure, for sure. And she has been, uh, you know, organizing and classroom libraries and oh, so many. See, things. I hated that stuff. I know that most teachers like Pam, <laughs> loves, lo- Pam loves that stuff. And so what I would do I, every school year, like bulletin boards, I hate that stuff. I'm always like bulletin boards, is the stupidest thing ever. Pam was like the jam. She would like plan them out like sketch them yes. i'm like dude i will buy you lunch until christmas if you do that bulletin board if you just like you know number my books by levels i will pay you i don't care just <laughs> i'll give you a blank check i just hate that stuff like just keep me out of the principal's <laughs> office and you know write your own check but yeah it, all, it means to it it's exciting though all right let's get to the questions first question is from matt in webster and he's oh this one is uh i like the title of this one because we we're talking about um a few weeks back, we had a story about we did a live show on Sunday night and it got taken over by when animals attack at Walt Disney World because I went to go get a breakfast burrito at this place in my subdivision. I got attacked by a mockingbird. My knee got jacked up. Riley got attacked. <laughs> and then we we turned because we talked about on Sunday night and we talked about all the times like squirrels have gotten people at Epcot. Um, you know, hot dogs have been taken from Casey's or Typhoon Lagoon. Eagles. Oh, my God. The fish and chips over at Epcot and, uh, you know, at the fish fish shop. So, we, yeah. I mean, it just, we got derailed. So, Matt, I guess Matt's following up with that because it says, Tonight on Dateline, when birds attack. He says, I have two stories of avian assassination attempts. The first was on our honeymoon. We were taking pictures in front of the bridge leading to Beast Castle before our Be Our Guest dinner reservation. The PhotoPass photographer snapped a picture at almost the exact same time as a duck takes off 10 feet behind me and it aims right for my head. We rushed to the app to see if the duck made the photo. It apparently just missed getting caught on film, but I was knocked back into the stone wall. He appeared so cute when he was waddling around in the pond, but trust me, he had malicious intent. So yeah, those ducks, man, they're just they're just biding their time to uh, to attack. Yeah, okay, that's for yeah, sure. Totally, and it's a shame you went in the picture. That's that's a that's a bummer. The second happened on our 2021 trip with our niece. We were in Epcot, sitting on the rocks near Norway, when a sparrow or something similarly small does a banked left turn and bounces off my cheek, dislodging my glasses from my nose. This diminutive fledgling doing his best Top Gun impression needs to keep his distance. I'm beginning to wonder if there is a case of mistaken identity and there is a contract out on someone as similarly handsome as me. Either way, twice in two trips, I have a direct run-in with birds. Have you ever seen a bird attack a child at fireworks time that ran out of popcorn before it was full and took out its anger on a finger or exposed toe? Matt from Webster. So I don't know. So... Those are crazy stories, especially that a bird would knock your glasses off your face. I would be freaked out. It's so funny, though, because I think everybody. So we kind of talked about that on this Sunday night. Pam, do you have any like have you ever had any wild encounters with with animals at Walt Disney World that have kind of come a little too close for comfort? I think the ducks are very aggressive at Walt Disney World. I think during our first BOGP meet, we had oh, yeah. some attacking ducks, right? For okay. sure. Um I, you know, I, I think squirrels are a little brazen they at Walt are. Disney World, too. They'll, like, come right up to you. They are not afraid. And the lizards are everywhere. everywhere. I don't yep. ever feel attacked by them. Because they're not very our lizards. Times. 
the actual <laughs> lizards. Yes, yes. they are. But like usually, like when you're sitting by the pool, there will be they'll be all over, and I love how they like puff out their throat, and it's a completely different color, right? It's mm -hmm. all like red. Um, so they're there, but I don't know that I've been outright attacked by anything. Um, the birds, though, are of all kinds, are really aggressive. And I remember, remember Epcot, the seagulls used to be much more of a yeah. problem than they have been lately. Yeah, I, you're right. I don't want to speculate as to what may have happened to some of those birds. <laughs> the, uh, but be behavior, um, behavior modification, just like the rest right. of us. Exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but yes, they aren't as much of a problem anymore. Ricky, what, so. Ricky, have you been uh, accosted um, by an animal? At Disney, I don't think so i mean i've had them get you know pretty close and and i don't remember if i've had one take away food from me but i've definitely had them get close i did have one time though when i was um in elementary school and the bus used to pick me up at the end of my driveway i had a really long driveway at the time and I, so i would walk i'd see the bus coming and then i'd walk to get to the bus right and as i'm starting to walk down the hill to go to the bus I get pooped on by a bird. <laughs> so see, it's really good luck. I had to, I had to run back in the house and change yeah, clothes, and I luck. think my mom had to take me back home, <laughs> take me back to school that day. <laughs> she probably got to go to school in the Mustang that day, so I mean. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the bird pooped on me there, but I don't think that I've had like, I don't think any birds have like attacked me while I've been at Disney, so that's good. Paige had a hot dog stolen at Typhoon Lagoon, which is ironic because Emily had a hot dog stolen from Scott when they first went to Typhoon Lagoon, too. It was in both times. Both kids had that. This was obviously years and years apart. They both had that meal that came in the pail. Oh, like with the, the, with yeah. The, you know, oh, like yeah. it was a little kid's meal with a hot dog and it came with, the, you know, the shovel that you could use yep. in the sand later after you finish your meal. Both times. Like, exactly. Scott told me a story. I'm like, shut up. Same thing happened to Paige because she had to go back and get another hot dog. Like, I mean, a big old gull came out and just took her the dog. The birds must know that <sighs> pail. For real. They think it's a, like a feeding trough. So be careful. And Scott's headed to Typhoon Lagoon tonight, so maybe we'll have more stories. I don't know. Oh, my God. I'll have to find out. He's going to that H2O Glow Nights after seeing Christopher Cross. That's a good night. After he's eating, like, a big thing of ice cream, which I'm so jealous. Okay, next question is from Abigail. It says, solo Disneyland trip, which is very timely for today's podcast. Excited. We'll be talking some Disneyland here. Hey, BOGP crew. I am going to Disneyland for a last-minute solo trip in two weeks. I fly in Monday afternoon and fly home early Thursday, so it'll be about two and a half days in the parks. I've been to Disney World lots of times, but only been to Disneyland twice, and both times with family. What would you suggest is must-dos for a solo traveler in Disneyland? Also, any suggestions for where to eat would be great. Thanks, for, thanks so much for everything you guys do. Abby's over in Illinois. I have a suggestion, like kind of a low key. Yeah, we fell in love with this place, and I, I can't even believe, Hungry Bear. We love, oh, yeah. Hungry Bear. Yeah. We like the food yeah. there, but we love that upstairs, kind of on the deck there with the yeah. train going the by. Especially it was like right at sunset. Yep. Hungry Bear is a great place to go get the silk counter service food and just kind of. And enjoy it's the it. fried green tomato yeah, exactly sandwich. What I, say, the fried green, I so had that. Good. I didn't have and that. I had a chicken sandwich, but. Don't miss out on the funnel cake, the cookies and cream, I think, funnel cake. Oh my gosh, it was so good. So that sounds good. good. So, yeah, there you go. Fried green tomato. So, I would, that's one thing I would suggest a place to maybe grab a good counter service meal. Ricky, what about you? So, maybe something solo to do. Oh, I she's going to be there before Main Street Electrical Parade ends. Make sure you see that. 
That's true. I'm gonna say do okay. This is this is gonna this is what I'm gonna go with. Go get a corn dog at the corn dog. Oh cart. yeah, all okay, right. You gotta I'd, do that. I'd pay right? I'd pay twenty bucks for one of those corn dogs right now. Right, no I know, question. Right? Do that, Apple Pay. Yeah. Boop. Yep. Go do that. Then go over to the mint julep bar and get either a mint julep or yep, another get, twenty bucks. Boop. Right yeah, there. Ready. Or get um, some beignets. Oh, you're sixty that, bucks in. Boop. Yeah, I exactly. Another 20 bucks Best, right now. I mean, right there. Is it all fried food? Yeah, yes, I don't care. It is. Does it matter? No, it does not. It's delicious. That's gonna be. I'm gonna be like a make your own. Make your own uh, lunch. That's mine. And yeah. after you have those three things for dessert, go get a churro off one of the carts. There the, you go. Exactly. The thing about yeah. Disneyland, dude, there's churros every like 52 paces. That's what I noticed. Like Pam first yeah. noticed it. And then I, then when she said that, I was like, you are exactly right. You cannot take 52 steps in this park without coming across a churro. Like they're I mean, everywhere. No, you're wrong. I mean, you're right. But the other place I would suggest to you just as an actual suggestion is uh, Jolly Holiday Bakery. I think that they have mm, some really good so sandwiches. Good good soups um and it's a really good stop too so yeah. and you got to talk in a uh in a uh, dick van dyke uh spot yes yeah, i would i'd like to have a uh a spot of tea <laughs> something like that maybe not maybe for solo but pam what about you would you do solo you have some time there what what maybe in a try i would do the historic stuff but that's just me because that's kind of a nerd like i would go see uh mr uh great times with mr lincoln you know mm, kind of so that stuff that probably my family would be like oh you're killing me I would focus on all the things that Disneyland has that Walt Disney World doesn't have. And there's quite a few attractions, actually. Um, spend some time. After you do that, spend some time in California Adventure. I think it's totally worth it. It's actually one of my favorite parks. I, I love the feel of California Adventure. Mm -hmm. just, I love it, too. so much to do there. Um, and I got to throw in a good mention of food here with Bengal Barbecue. Mm -hmm. um, a bacon-wrapped asparagus the skewers it, it's a, something that's fairly unique um to disneyland but yeah there's just so much to see and make sure that you also spend some time in downtown disney which is still called downtown out there disney. in california right because there's some um cool things to see there and some great um restaurants as well um just there's something about disneyland and i think too you know, much of the year, the weather is so much more enjoyable oh, than it is in Florida, that right? Is the, that is right there. Boom. Got to give you the bell. That is the understatement <laughs> no. of the year. Fourth of July, <laughs> we were watching fireworks in sweatshirts and shorts. I was like, have I, I died and gone to heaven? I, that, it was unbelievable. It really is so cool to be able to do that. They just have some really great weather. Um, that you can enjoy at different times of the year. So um, after having been in Florida not that long ago, I will say it's very different than Florida weather in the summer. Yes. Let's just say that. So, it is. Anyways. It's just so chill there, too. And you mentioned downtown Disney. I didn't think I would like it because, you know, Disney Springs is huge, right? And, again, it's kind of like everything's proportional at, at Disneyland. Mm. Yeah, but Pam mentioned this too. She's like, it's got everything you need again. Yes. It's kind of the whole theme of Disneyland resort. Like it's got everything you need. Like it's got, it's got uh, you know, the, the confectionery, you know, it's got yeah. the Marceline, whatever, you know, it's basically the confectionery in downtown yeah. Disney. It's got a pizza joint. It's got world of Disney. It's got um, the funky like ice cream place. I forgot yep. the name of that place. Sugar salt and, and straw. Sal it's got salt, salt and straw, straw, but it also has another place. Oh, uh, but it's like a uh, black, black, Black tap. 
Yeah. It's something like that, but it's got like the crazy like concoction. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah that's the it. That's and it. It's kind of like a toothsome, yeah. right? It's got like the you know the the Sunday with like something on top of that. You know, like the three things in one. But I mean, it really, you know, it's got the Mexican restaurant. It's got the the French inspired, the jazz kitchen. You know, it 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 mm-hmm. has everything, but it's just all like wham, like in one place. It's so easy just to get around that whole place. Like Disney Springs is awesome because you can make a day of it and really go from one end to the other. But again, downtown Disney. You can get from one to the other in 10, 12 minutes, but you could also make, you know, three or four hours of it if you just go in all the stores and, you know, right. snack around. It's true. And I will say, when I'm coming from either the Disneyland Hotel or Grand Californian, that walk in the morning is my favorite walk in the morning. Because, I mean, especially because we're on East Coast time, we're up so early. Right. But there's always music playing there, right? And you can walk through and hear everything. I just, I just really enjoy it. There's something about that spot that i really enjoy it was a lot of fun all right this next question says urgent babies Uh-oh. at disney resorts or there's really no space so it could be urgent babies at urgent disney babies. resorts I just, so i don't know if they're babies that are urgent or if this is just an urgent question so yeah. let's hit it and find out hey mike and bogp friends i'm traveling to alani next week with a two-year-old and a three-month-old we love the resort but i just had an omg moment I have no idea what to do with my three-month-old at the pool slash beach. I've never traveled to a Disney resort with a kid this young. I know you. Uh, I know when you go to Walt Disney World with your daughter. I know you went to Walt Disney World when she was very young, and I know I can't be the only one who has traveled with an infant. Do you or the community have any ideas for swimming and naps at the pool slash beach? The two-year-old wants to swim and play all day but the baby can't sit up or roll over by himself yet thanks in advance jordan oh my gosh this was totally my wife's department but <laughs> we took mallory for the first time to walt Disney world when she was six months right but i mean we just kind of just took her to the pools and just kind of you know we had i want to say we even brought with us now we didn't we bought it at Walgreens or Walmart or something, you know, like a little inflatable kind of thing. But we didn't like we didn't take it out of the package until we got to Walt Disney World. So that because once you take those things out, you never get them back. You never small. get them back. Anyway. And they're, and they're super so cheap true. anyway. Right. I mean, they're disposable for the most part. So we bought a couple of like inflatable things that we once we got there, we could put. And I don't even know if they allow you to do this still at Walt Disney World. But I remember we did this at Pop Center. We have pictures. She was like in a little floaty thing that we just, you know, sit next to her and just like float her around the pool. So that's what I would suggest. I, I don't know, but I mean, you're just gonna have to really. I mean, kids, that's small nap all. That. Forrester, what do you got? I don't know because I <laughs> I can't remember. I was just kind of hanging out in the pool with her whenever Pam said to. <laughs> there are so there are floaty, um, you know, things. They even have like a canopy over yeah, them I've seen those. for little babies. Um, that's what check- it was. That's it had like a little like a roof on it. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. It is. Um, and they don't have to be sitting up. I think make sure you bring, I mean, you know, as <laughs> when you have a baby that's that small, you have a mat for everything, right? Because they're constantly wanting to be on the floor, or rolling around and putting everything there. As long as you have something that you can spread out and put the baby on or in and there's stuff that he or she knows that's, I think that's a good thing. I think that was always my fear when Han was younger and like she wants, she's putting everything in her mouth and everything is disgusting. So right. like if anything I could cover, I felt good about um, with that because then it was at least 
our disgusting germs and not the world's disgusting germs, right? Um, With that. But I I think, you know, the good thing is it's harder, I think, to deal with a child who's learning to walk than it is to deal with one who's not. Agreed. Um, Yeah. The the six-month trip was way easier than, like, the two-year-old trip. Oh, my God. uh, Yeah, because once they're... (laughs) walking around or think they can walk around everywhere they want to even if they're not good at it and that's a challenge in itself too um you'll probably be you know doing some duty um walking that baby a little bit and the time change will be a little challenging um but try to keep everybody uh, once once you get there when you arrive there and i i don't know when you'll arrive but typically you arrive sometime in the morning if you're flying over in a night or um, in the early afternoon, um, try to keep everyone up for as late as you can that first night because then everyone goes to sleep and you sort of get on that time so much easier. Um, you know, you've probably thought of some things like this. And take some food that the baby is familiar with. Well, the baby's going to be younger. So Three months old. I doubt, yeah, I doubt they're having Taco Bell right. yet. Yeah. but if you do um use formula or supplement with formula try to take that with you so that um the baby has things that um he's familiar with but have a great time you'll make so many memories i uh, you know i was just having this conversation with someone who was always saying to me well when's the best time to take them what will they remember it will they whatever and i've always i've said this since sienna was little you do a million things a day for that child that they will never remember. Why should vacations be any different yep. than this? It contributes to their well-being as a person, whether they remember it or not. And guess what? You'll remember it. So that's, right. that's what's really, really important. I just realized it's like two or three month olds going to Alani and I'm 48. I and know, I, right? And I haven't been. So this is just, <laughs> this is not fair. make that happen. I, yeah, I do. That's just the, the, not fair. I, the only thing I could think of, though, is just remember to bring a blanket for the beach, you know, because sand, yes. like sand gets, I yeah. mean, like I said, put, kids put everything in their mouth. I mean, sand, dude, it's just like, it's like oh. they think it's sugar, probably, and it's rocks, <laughs> glass. Anyway, okay, next question. Okay, so we, actually, it's a comment. We had a show about three or four weeks ago, right at the baseball trade deadline. Scott and I did a show with, like, what kind of trades we make between Walt Disney World and Universal if we had to make, like, a baseball mm-hmm. trade. And so uh, Kevin's coming in hot here. He said, sorry, I'm late catching up with the shows. Just listened to the BOGP open line from July 31st, and I have an epic blockbuster. Now, of course, this is past the trade deadline, so the commissioner would have to approve this, and it would have to clear waivers, but here's what he has. And I wanted to let you two be the, be the arbiter of this trade and see if I, – I have a feeling you guys would both allow this trade, okay, which right. worries me because I say no to this trade. I'm already okay, Let's no. Let's go. I think I'm on number, so here it is. He wants to make this trade. He wants to trade. This is a blockbuster, and it is. It's a whopper. It's almost like the Soto trade with the Padres. He says, Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge for Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Both parts with Hogwarts Express included. So Universal gets Galaxy's Edge and Toy Story Land. Walt Disney World gets all all the Harry Potter lands over to the studios. Would you approve this trade? As a Disney fan, looking at it from the Disney perspective, because we are a Disney podcast, Ricky, what say you to this trade? It's, it, I mean, this is going to change the course of history for the Walt Disney World parks. 
I mean, it would, yes. Uh, as, I mean, obviously, I would say as a Disney fan, yeah, you'd want to make the trade. But personally. Would you? you would. I mean, as a Disney fan, you make it so casual. Like, oh, you totally would want to give up Toy Story yeah, and no, Star Wars. I mean, you know I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. So, like, I, like, I, I mean, that has something to do with it for me. Like, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. So, I would totally make the trade. But as a theme park fan, I like it the way it is. And the reason is, is because it gives people who maybe didn't have a reason in their minds to visit, you know, Universal. Now it gives them a reason to visit. They should have been wanting to visit anyway, but um, it's a great park. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that I, I like that it is where it is um, because I think that it's a, a good fit for Universal. Um, but I mean, yeah, as a Disney fan, of course I would want it to be in, in, in Disney. And, you know, for many people don't realize this, but it almost was. There was a time when J.K. Rowling and Disney were talking, but it did not pan out that way. We so do that's... dodged that bullet. Phew. No, we didn't dodge a bullet. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, J.K. Rowling had other ideas and Disney had other ideas. So, you know, that's how that works. So but Universal was more willing to work with jk rowling on her ideas so <laughs> it's easier to work with the kind of the 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 second like if you're if you're not the leader within a within an ind industry right you're going to give up more creative control to the person who's coming in and take more risks right. and that's what they got with universal that's exactly. what jk rowling got which i mean totally makes sense in indie industry right i mean exactly. and, and that's that's yes. kind of why it ended up there so i like the way your perspective is you're looking at it from the commissioner of baseball would be looking at it, hopefully, from the good of the game, not the good of. Like, I look at it from like, the good of the, the game, of like exactly. The from the, the good, good of the, the game, Padres. I like it the yeah, way exactly. it is. Okay, yes. I, I see what you're saying. You're kind of looking at well, you, that would help Universal, give people reasons to go over there. Toy Story and Star Wars. Dennis is freaking out in the chat, which I love, Dennis, because he's that, with. Yeah. I'm with him. The force is strong with Dennis. Pam, what say you to this potential swip swap here with all these big IPs? What would you say? So I, I kind of feel similar, similarly to what Ricky said. Um, personally, I, I think that Disney missed the boat on what is one of the best stories um, out there. They're all about storytelling and they missed Harry Potter, which I, I think is a great story and so many reasons to. But I think if anything involving Harry Potter worlds or lands or whatnot happened at disney it wouldn't happen as well as it did at universal i, I, I don't agree think with that. It, i don't think it would be the same there's a a darkness to some of the stories and some of the characters that i don't know that disney would have been um willing or able to do there is definitely the creative control of jk on that but i I think there's more to it than just JK and Disney not agreeing. I think it's it's just a little different. I don't think it would have happened as well. I just really don't. I 100% agree with that. I don't think it would have happened as well. No. Mm -mm. And it's such a great spot right now. Like as a Harry Potter or someone who enjoys Harry Potter, I could literally just go and be in the lands and be very happy there. Um, yep. I feel very, you know, I feel very similar when I'm at Disney. I, I like the overall atmosphere and I feel the same at Universal too. There's so much, and it's so much more than Harry Potter. Ricky's right. I mean, so many people end up going there because of Harry Potter, because they, they want to see that part of it, but they end up enjoying so much like the resorts and whatnot. So I think I'm content to leave things w the way that they are, but I feel it's sort of a loss, right? And, I, you know, 
I think Toy Story Land is really cute. I love it. It's a great addition to Hollywood Studios. It doesn't feel like a full land, though. No. So I'd be No, agreed. Really, it does not feel like a full land. Every time I'm there, I'm like, hmm. Seems like there could have been a little more. Four movies and we right. get and we get this. Yeah. This, now maybe but, the restaurant will help that. That's what I'm saying. Bit. The restaurant is a start, you know, because every land yeah. should have a sit-down themed restaurant. I still think that restaurant should have characters. I, I, I think that's, it should that's be a character the, meal. The, there's like there's like five no-brainer things in the history I mean, of Walt Disney. And this is what a Toy Story character meal. Like this is right? like you are leaving. I don't think it's so going to be, but I really table. should be. Like it there's oh. no reason why it, it shouldn't. Why should you meal. not be dining with Buzz? Woody, I absolutely agree Jesse, with you. and Bullseye. I mean, Did come you call on. Her messy? Jesse. Oh, I thought you said messy. Woody's girl. <laughs> Woody's, yeah, girl. Woody's right? girl. Woody's girl. There's an 80s song. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. It. Jesse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's not Woody's girl. That's Buzz's girl. No, it's, it's, a, it's a joke. Jesse's girl. It's a song in the 80s. Oh, Look I got it. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Okay, <laughs> Just never kidding. Mind. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> God. Yeah, I think that, you know, there's stuff that we could do. But I love Star Wars as part of the Disney family. I mean, I feel like, you know, it does it, it does really represent good storytelling, right? Because Star Wars is a great story, too. So I wouldn't want to have to give that up as a Disney fan. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it worked out the way it was meant to. That's Agreed. right. Yeah, that's right. There's balance in the force. Uh, that's right. Got, but I will say, I mean, because we went down for the training and we did some time over at Universal in 2018 with the agency. And again, never read a Potter book, never seen a movie except for the first 10 minutes. I fell asleep at space camp. Never. That's most I saw. Like he was under the steps and like he had something on his forehead. And that's that's the most I've seen in the movie. Like that was wow. it. And um, but the thing was, like when we walked through the lands. I could appreciate how themed everything was. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what was going on. But it was like, whoa, this place is cool. Like, why is it kid puking in the store window? Like, I don't know the story there, but that's pretty awesome. Like, I don't, I don't know if I need that in my life, but, you know, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Okay, so uh, next question. Now, this, you know how the kids say on social media, like, I feel seen? Yes. This question makes me feel seen a little bit. Okay, so, let's hear it. Right, let's go. go. See if you get it. It's from Jenna. Hello all, I'm freaking out a little. I work as a social worker in a public school district. This means limited time off. I also got into the dopey challenge. I need to return home on Sunday after running the marathon. Okay, here's the stressor slash question. I need to finish the marathon in time to check out slash shower by 11 a.m. and be on our 155 flight. Wow. The slowest marathon I've run is 435 and I'm staying at Boardwalk. So I could literally walk to my resort after the marathon. Is this possible or am I fooling myself that I can do this? Okay. So little background here. When I did my first marathon, I did fly home. God, please don't think anything less of me after I say this. Okay. We're all friends here, right? And I mean, this was the only way I could do it back in the time because I was in the same spot. I was a teacher. I didn't have any other days off. I had to be back to teach on Monday. And the only time the flights worked out was to get, I had like a seven o'clock flight. But, and I mean, you got a 155 flight, man. You are, I, li I like this because you are, you are really tempted. But that means you here. have to be at the airport at 1155. But and she's, she can do it. She, the, but the my slowest. worry is, is that MCO, I mean, unless she has like TSA pre-check, which I'm going to very strongly suggest that they have, um, it, TSA is such a nightmare a lot of times at, at MCO. That, okay, you're just uh, making it worse for it, but you're being practical. I you're know. Being you're I would being, do a later flight. Now. 
I'm just saying, I would, I would, if there's a later flight, that would make me feel better. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's too close. I agree. It's too close. If she could get a private jet that, you know, and. Well, there's that too, yeah, but, but I don't think that's going to be in happen. the cards. So. Okay. so here's the thing. So I'm trying to look at the logistics <laughs> of this because I did the one day. I remember I ran my first marathon. I think we were all together that day. Like, yes. we went to yeah. Viennapoli and had, like, immediately right. had, yes. like, lunch. Pizza. Yes. We had pizza. Mallory fell asleep on the table. I remember that. I almost fell asleep on the table. And then we immediately, I still in my lizard shirt, went to the airport and flew home. Forget the shower. I didn't even shower. Like Pam checked this out. So I don't, what I would do, again, God bless the people that are flying home with you in the chairs next to you. But I would just, again, it's super hard to do because you're checking out because you got to get on the bus for the dopey for the marathon on Sunday. You got to be on the bus like at 2.30. I would pack everything up and drop my stuff at Bell Services and just check out. Like, well, I don't know, though, because you're going to have to go. Let me think about this. Because you're going to, if you're by yourself, it's not such a big deal. You're staying at the boardwalk. So I guess you could finish the marathon. So let's say it starts at, let's say you start the race at 6. She says the slowest she's done is 435. So let's go with the 435 marathon. You start at 6, you're done at 1030, 1045. Yeah, dude, you're really tight because. And like, remember, traffic's a mess that day. Well, because yes. you're gonna, but you're gonna walk back. Yeah, you're right. You're gonna walk back. So it's gonna take you at least an hour by the time you get your medal. Right. To walk back to, I mean, this is because you're already run 26 miles. You're not gonna be like going super fast. So by the time you like get your medal, because you walk, I swear, like two miles out of the way or through that parking lot <laughs> to come back into the gates through Epcot. You got everything park reservation now. Don't forget that. To walk back through Epcot to go out the International Gateway to the boardwalk. That's going to be at least an hour. So that was like 1045. That's 1145. Mm-mm. Yeah, this is, I don't know if you could do this. I don't know. Mm-mm. What do you think? Because I'm very conservative. And I mean, even if you are very aggressive in your planning, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I, just I don't know. Think it's possible. That's what I'm, I keep going back to that too, because. Not only that, but um, the last time we were at Orlando, the the line to check in our luggage was really long. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, um, Steve has some kind of whatever with Southwest um, that he we can use another desk mm-hmm. that's available to priority, um, you know, select members. But that can be an issue too. Oh, yeah, Jennifer. Yes, Jennifer, you're reading my mind here that the you have all that um if there is a later flight that day uh, i would try to see if you can do that flight um it just seems like it's going to be really challenging uh, and maybe you're thinking of stuff that we aren't maybe you don't have to check, check luggage maybe um you know you're not as worried about some of these things but on any given day orlando the the lines to check mm-hmm. in can be crazy and and you may get there and it may not be but we're just g- giving you the worst case scenario in this space exactly. and I, I hate to make you worry anymore than i'm sure you already are but but it'd be better it to think there. about it now in august than to miss the flight in january think yes about and, and too the thing is you got pam kind of mentioned this earlier the traffic that Sunday morning, because, I mean, you're going to yeah. be leaving. If you're going to make this happen, you're going to have to leave property by noon. I mean, you're talking noon at the latest. You're going to be making your way from Boardwalk off property over to MCO. And they're still breaking down the course at that time because 
Yes. I mean, people are still finishing, which the roads are getting, you know, reopened at that point. But they're also going through and taking down all the barricades mm-hmm. and they're re- slowly reopening the roads. The traffic is still a mess until about mid-afternoon mm-hmm. on Sunday. So it that is. that is not in your favor. No. Mm-mm. But I mean, I'm not saying you can't make it happen, but man, that 155 flight is just rough. If you could buy two more hours, if you could make a yeah. four o'clock flight, that would make me feel so much better. That's still tight. Like a seven o'clock flight, you can totally do. Yes. But I mean, I didn't even take a shower with a seven o'clock flight. I was worried, you know, because you got to be, you just, you just don't put know. the Everything. shower out of your mind yeah, right now. The shower. I mean, you put the shower is, out of your mind. I know, the sweat is just, I mean, that is just like you earned that stench, yeah. you know, like yeah. with your, with your metals. <laughs> if somebody's like, you know, I, I just ran 48.6 miles. I know I stink. Take some perfume. Right. I know that's rude. Okay. Last questions from Chad. Uh, one of our, my uh, great guests over at the Magic for Less. We've been traveling to Walt Disney World with my parents for years, staying in an off-property timeshare mostly. Now with two grandkids, ours, I'd like to take my whole family to stay on property at one of the cabins at Wilderness Lodge or the bungalows at the Polynesian. But Can then, I be adopted? Hey, I, I called it first. but Or he says, uh, but they never seem to show available. What's the best way to book one of these units for a non-DVC guest? Are there any better options for a group of six? Pam, let's say you to a group of six when they're looking. To, there to are better something. options for you because I will just tell you the cabins and that are probably not going to become available um, for a while. And I, I, that has to do with a number of different things, but they were always really tight in availability. And that has just increased because DVC members have points left yeah, over yeah. from when things were closed to use. So why don't you look at um, uh, a two-bedroom? You can definitely fit six people in a two-bedroom at some of the locations. Um, look in particular to ones that will have the pull-down as well as you know other things. There are some available. The other option are, um, unless you really want the kitchen or the kitchenette, two rooms. Two rooms, two rooms, yeah. two rooms. Then you have anything. I mean, I mean you can just look like anywhere right. you want. Yeah. Yes. Then you can stay wherever you want. Um, you can, you know, do all that. You can do two rooms at a value. You can do two rooms mm-hmm. at a moderate. You can do two rooms at a deluxe. Every one of these options will um, give you that availability. Plus, they won't have the cost associated with the the bungalows and the you know the cabins that's just you know something to think about but there'll be much better options in that space so um check it check that and then you can stay wherever you want in fact you can get the grandkids involved in helping choose where you're gonna stay if you're willing to be that brave or you can just tell them and again, I would just say, go over to themagicforless.com, look at the resort guides, and look at the pictures, and then just, like, send the link to everybody and take votes. Because the pictures are there, the room layouts, <laughs> and, you know, like, all the yeah. amenities, like, this one's here, it's got that, you know, it's got Yeehaw Bob at Riverside, French Quarter, you guys can get beignets, and you can weigh, okay, Yeehaw Bob or beignets, well, beignets, okay, so, you know, whichever one, you know, I don't know, some nights I'm hungry, you know, and I love Bob and everything. Yeah, I mean, right? Beignets, you know, and right and now, we have links to most, to our YouTube, I think, tours for most of them on those pages too so that'll help all right we're going to get out of here for our wednesday thank you so much for the great listener questions get your question in for next wednesday right now send that to mike at brguestpodcast.com we'll cue that up we'll get that on the t for next week's show so uh, don't forget as always we mentioned the magic for less travel the agents over there are standing by right now with fingers on keyboards 
to help you plan amazing Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, and Adventures by Disney Vacations. They're the experts. They're passionate about the product. They are trained. They are the experts. They're going to make sure you have a magical time every time and get you the best deal out there each and every time as well. So swing by the website, themagicforless.com, while you're there. Fill out that free, no-obligation quote form, and we'll take it from there. And it's going to be fun. That's the whole thing. It is going to be fun for you. The planning is going to be fun as well as the trip. It shouldn't be just be the trip. The planning, the anticipation, the excitement, it's all going to be fun. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That really helps us out. One extra click, brguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the BR Guest Podcast. You guys are awesome. You make us, uh, you allow us to put this show out three to four times a week all around the world. We couldn't do it without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. So if you'd like to join us, come on over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Right now, Ricky is looking down at her social media, waiting for you to follow her right there at Ricky Nibs, R-I-K-K-I-N-I-B-S. She's looking right now. So make sure you give yep. her a follow. Pam's doing the same at TMFLT Pam. Give her a follow. I'm at BR Guest Mike. My phone is on Do Not Disturb, but I'll check to see if you're there right away when we're done with the shows. Also, follow the show on Instagram or on Facebook and YouTube so you'll know we go live. Speaking of live, we'll be live on Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. It's you, me, and probably not Scotty G because he'll still be in his swimming trunks. The H2O Glow Nights are doing something way more fun. But he'll be back in a couple of weeks. But I'll be in the studio taking your calls. So join me for the BOGP Open Line Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. Tune in, YouTube and Facebook. All right, we're going to get out of here, and we'll be back again on Friday. So excited for Friday. I've only been teasing the show for about six weeks, and it's going to it's gonna happen because I'm not going to lose this connection. She's here, and we're going to talk about the Halcyon. We're going to go to a galaxy far, far away. We're going to talk. We're going to lead off because this is what we teased forever. That picture of Steve and Chewbacca playing Sabacc or whatever that game is. Yeah. It's the most epic picture ever to be posted to Instagram. We're going to talk about it on Friday. So I'm going to be here. Ricky's going to be here. Pam's going to be here. You be here 48 hours from right now. So until we get back together again, you guys stay safe, stay healthy, get back to work, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.